0: Right now, you know how I get down. Man, suck my dick, cause I fuck your bitch. Fuck you, fuck your mama, fuck your whole clique. Stay up with your crew and talk stupid till y'all get sleepy. Hollin' bout y'all gon' lose me and do me up when y'all see me. Your body, body, come see me. I want a nigga to sneak me. Let you come with that bullshit. I bet you gon' make the TV. Leave me in the parking lot. Fuck it, nigga, you gon' see me. I will not be hard to find. Look for the Lamborghini. I ain't much gotta it. I'm sure you already know that. From booze back till it bad. Don't you out like a doom and stuff the in the club, and just like me that's doing my rap career up and rollin'. I hope y'all don't make me blow it. Got twenty more niggas with me, get all of them niggas bogus and all of them by that murder. We all have did it before. And all of got run money, so all us ready to go. We might lay around and get life. But fuck it, that's how it goes. With goodie, what's goodie what's goody anchor. It's seven million. Welcome back to another episode. Y'all know I love me some fucking webby. I will be getting me some webby tickets when I really get some real change and I will be front row screaming my lungs out. (laughs) That's that's a mando. That goes without question. I love me some fucking webby. Uh shout out to Savage Life on the Mic man. Uh shout out to Trail ENT. For yesterday's episode, <laughs> Gangsta K came through for me. So if you didn't have a chance to hear that episode, I think you should go check it out. Um, hopefully tonight, Cody and I will be able to record technically episode 13, but we had to delete episode 12 because because the audio was just so messed up. Uh, it, it was terrible, so please don't come for my neck behind that i know it was bad so i spoke with cody i'm like look we should take this shit down (laughs) but before i make any decisions since she and i are doing this together i didn't want to step on her toes or be doing things without her knowledge so you know i did have the proper conversation and then we both decided let's go ahead and take it down and hopefully tonight we'll have a chance to re-record um, but it's going to be a different topic. And then um, we're trying to set a time aside where we can actually discuss upcoming episodes. But as far as my solo podcast, I'm going to continue to push out content on my end. And In that interview with Gangsta K, he's um, he's a hood legend. Uh, he's with the shits. He's a hood legend. Beating niggas the fuck up trapping gang banging uh ex-pimp you know all of that but he has turned his life over to the lord he has two beautiful kids and um that interview was something i had been working on for like five months no cat so i'm definitely working really hard to try to get my interviews up for you guys um Continue to push out content as much as I can. Um, As y'all know, I have been under the weather, but I'm trying to regain strength. Do what I got to do, but I'm not going to let this stop me from working my 9 to 5. And I'm damn sure not going to let this shit stop me from pushing out content. You know, one of my biggest dreams will be actually to make it to lip service. Horrible decisions. Drink champs. Poor Minds, Deadass Podcasts, The 25 and Over Podcasts. If I'm I feel like I'm missing one. Oh yeah, and Don't Call Me White Girl Podcasts shout out to her she's doing her fucking thing man all of them uh angela Yee just started a new segment as well like shout out to all of them they give me so much hope that i can do this and i will make it to where i need to be i just had to keep staying focused and keep pushing out content and god is going to work a miracle but you got to give them something to work with so i'm already a year plus in 15 months in, (laughs) 15 months, so, no, I told y'all my fucking math be off, so, 14 months in, 14 months in, and I'm extremely grateful, I learned a lot about myself as a podcaster, I learned that, um, through ups and downs, I still decided to keep recording, um, I learned that (laughs) I speak a little too fast at times. I also learned that, you know, I stumble, I fumble sometimes and I don't edit it out because I'm a real person. I'm a real human being. So I would say right before my year mark, maybe a few months before is when I really, you know, try to slow down my speech, um, try to speak with more clarity, um, try to enunciate a lot more. And push out the content that you guys feel like is funny to hear, even though I'm crying in the fucking inside. But if I'm able to help or just touch one person in the world, I'll feel like I'm blessed. <laughs> I feel like I'm blessed, man. And um, with me learning all of this, I feel like I'm going to get better with time because it was completely different for me being on hybrid girls where everything was live you know where people can see me everything is live so it's like even now that I no one can see me and the mic is rolling sometimes I get a I felt like back then a year ago I got like really nervous and stuff like that because I'm like oh shit I just fucked that part up but now it's like I'm I feel like I'm coming in to my own a lot more and I'm definitely proud of myself I'm proud of my growth I'm proud of my transition I'm proud of my new segment we're keeping it fucking spicy we're gonna get it tightened up we're gonna get it together but making sure getting those interviews and staying focused eyes on the prize so in today's episode is going to be a story time called Spider-Man okay and this is a story time of when a babysitter was watching me and her son decided to flash me his little dick you know and at this time I think I'm like in the second or third grade um yeah it was a lot (laughs) so this story time takes place I want to say 2003 getting ready to be 2004 if I'm not mistaken I strongly believe that I was in the third grade at this time because I know for the second grade for part of it I was in Nork, I was going to George Washington Carver and then I started going to this other elementary school and I cannot remember the name for the life of me but majority of my time in Trenton I was going to Paul Robeson that one i remember that other fucking school chow. I, I don't even know the first letter to even try to figure this shit out but um at this time we're staying on turpin street and um as i have mentioned to y'all in previous story times that turpin street all of the houses i have never lived in a house that didn't have fucking animals in it okay um (laughs) a bitch was going through it but my mom had got me a new babysitter normally all of my babies were hispanic they didn't really speak english um she wanted me to be able to pick up spanish so she went out of her way to find people that didn't speak english you know to torture me but it was some things I caught on to, some things I didn't. Um, at one point in time, I did speak Spanish very well, and then I lost it when I moved back to Newark when I didn't have to use it as much. So I ended up you know, losing it. That's, that's a whole nother story time for a, a whole nother segment. But she went out of her way. So this particular babysitter was African-American um what is a fake name we can give her we're gonna call her miss whitney okay miss whitney i wanted to say live probably like two blocks away from me on turpin street like she she was in my vicinity for me to walk to her house after the school and all of that so I don't know what happened with the Hispanic babysitter or whether she was getting ready to move. It was something that happened where she wasn't able to watch me anymore. I don't know if my mom cursed her the fuck out. I don't know what it was. Um, (laughs) I'll have to ask Blue for those additional details, but this lady, Miss Whitney, uh, She interviewed me and she's the one applying for the fucking babysitting job. Um, You know how you just feel like someone is a wow character. Like you cannot quite put your finger on it, but you like something in this motherfucker is a little wow. Like she like had um, like crazy jerk movement And I'm familiar with this movement because my grandmother was a fucking crackhead. So I'm familiar all like with that pigeon broke neck shit. That shit used to drive me fucking nuts. Um, (laughs) So it was like (laughs) this fucking jerk movement. And I'm trying to figure out to myself, why is she doing this? You know, um, she had like the little individual box spray. She was married. She had two kids. The house was clean. Um, I don't think she had mice. Um, I don't remember seeing one in her house. Um, and she had a son that was a few years older than me, and he was another. You know how you just look like these motherfuckers. Something is a little um off. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> she interviewed me, um, basically asking me questions about myself. And, you know, uh, I was really taken back. I had never really been through that process before. I kind of thought it was the other way around. And, uh, I was like, I can't quite put my finger on it. But when she was doing, like, that pigeon, broke neck fucking movement and shit, oh my fucking God. Um,. So I t- I wanted to give her the benefit of the doubt because I felt like she was right there, and if push come to home, I can just if push come to shove, I can just tell that bitch I'm going to the store and not come to fuck back and go home and watch my damn self. Okay, so I felt like you know me plotting in the back of my mind strategically. If push come to shove, shit go left, I'm going to fuck home and watch my fucking self, okay? And I know not to open up the door for strangers or my crackhead-ass grandmother. Even Shit, I don't even open up the door for her, period. It was plenty of times that she came up to the house unannounced and had to sit that black house outside until Blue got there. (laughs) Because what are you fucking doing here? Why are you showing up unannounced? (laughs) You got on the train for fucking 45 minutes? No, you're you're not coming fucking inside, which I think not. Um, But that's another story for another time. So Miss Whitney, I would say um, she didn't end up watching me that week. I think it was the following week. And um, my first experience for her, she offered me V8. Um, That was fucking disgusting. I told her I didn't like it. Uh, she didn't try to force me to drink it or anything like that. So, that was nice. Um, I just felt like she was a very strange character. Just the shit she used to say. Like, I know y'all think I'm fucking thrilled that I'm like, you know, jump off the fucking porch crazy. But no, this, this was some shit. Um, (laughs) her fucking, she just used to say crazy shit like she wanted... Baby spit and she wanted to drink like baby urine and shit like that. It was going to keep her young forever. Like, she just used to say, wow, shit. I never even made a mistake and fell asleep out that bitch. Because I don't know what you bound to do. I don't know what the fuck is going to transpire. This is why I had bad nerves. Because I've been on edge all my fucking life. Anyway. she um a few months have went by um she think I'm getting a little bit more comfortable Oh shit, now I remember. We didn't have a place to live. We were homeless. Oh my God! Because now, now I remember. Now I remember my mom staying there. It's like we started out with the house on Turpin, and then I think she lost it or something. And Miss Whitney offered us a place to stay until she got the new house on two forty four Cleveland. We were homeless. This is <laughs> this is <laughs> too okay. Now now I remember. Okay, so. A few months have went by. I feel like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know. Uh, <laughs> like I'm trying to give it the benefit of the doubt, but I'm still having a crazy ass feeling like I don't know what it was. I don't know if the bitch was practicing witchcraft or something. It was something that had me on fucking edge. Anyway, her son... I just knew this nigga was gonna grow up fucking himself and, like, torturing raccoons and some shit. Um, he was a, a wild little nigga, wearing glasses. Um, what fuck can we call him? Fat Albert. Um, so, Fat Albert was, uh, a, a very rotund chow, Like, not nothing too crazy, but you know losing 15 to 20 pounds definitely wasn't gonna hurt um i was a skinny kid for the most part but uh i just knew this nigga was just gonna grow up you know to be like jeffrey Dahmer, some shit he was a, a wild character like just just shot the fuck out. Like one of them kids you will see on Morbi Provich. A wild character. Um already watching porn. Already showing little kids his dick. You know, he was out there. Um apparently she had bought the nigga a little snake from uh Petco and uh He told me to come in his room to see the snake now. I'm not, uh, at this time I wasn't a reptile person, so I really wasn't beat to see the fucking snake, you know, going up the steps was a lot, and then, you know, having to come back down the steps, I'm looking like that's a little too much movement right now, and I really didn't fuck with him like that, (laughs) I really didn't fuck with the nigga like that, because the one time he asked me to come in his room, and he locked the fucking door, where I couldn't get out. So, we don't really want to fucking see the snake, but his mother was like, yeah, Seven, go up there and go see, uh, I was about to say his real name, <laughs> go up there and see fucking Fat average Snake. And then, uh, y'all, you can stay up there and chill for a little bit while I clean the, While I clean the living room. <sighs> and you know how you do that side, like, I really don't want to be bothered which you are your fucking son but i'm homeless so i guess i have to kind of play along a little bit i guess so go in the room you know how you just feel like a, a dark spirit it's like even though the light is on his room was like still fucking pitch black uh This is how I should have known that I was gonna be a seer when I got older because I was picking up on a lot of shit not knowing why. Sorry, I need a sip of water. So picking up on a lot of shit, not really knowing why. So like automatic, he closes the door, he locks it. And he said, "I'm gonna show you my snake." So I'm looking around the room, you know, to see what it to see what the fucking tank at, you know. Ah 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 <laughs> ah ah ah. So he um takes it upon himself to pull down. His pants along with his fucking Spider-Man tidy whitey draws. I call them boy panties. A sad sight. The motherfucking boy panties. A sad sight. I know because my brother used to wear them. Um looking like a fucking Himalayan prostitute. Like it's a sad sight to see niggas in them fucking boy panties. Um, so he pulled down his fucking Spider-Man draws, and the nigga is so fucking fat for about five seconds i don't see anything but fat um and he was like you see this and i said see what see that you fat nigga and that's when he like tried to lift up his stomach a little bit to try to show me his little little dick that look we're kids so it's like a uh, I guess like that little eraser thingy that they give you in school. Um, I don't go around looking at dicks. I mean, I had already been molested. So this isn't like... (coughs) Sorry, my allergies. This isn't like a hobby of mine where I'm just randomly going around fucking looking at dicks the shit I'm doing is technically by force um so this shit it really had me fucking irritated because now I don't had I don't have nowhere to go the home that I had as a backup option because I would have packed up my shit and went the fuck home but that's not an option now because I'm homeless so and he was, like, trying to, like, shake himself to make it move and shit. And I was I was like, Fat Albert, pull your fucking pants up. Pull your fucking drawers up before I tell your mother. So you believe this nigga tried to jump, jump on me, like, act like he was going to choke me and shit? So me and this nigga in the room fucking fighting, he like, you not going to tell my mother nothing? I'm like, nigga, we in this room fighting. Nigga, we going at it. Because you want to show me your little ass dick? Yes, nigga, I'm going to tell your fucking mother. Yes, I'm going to fucking snitch. So we get to fighting and shit in the fucking room. And uh, she came up there, and asked what was going on. and I, And I said he hit me. And then he tried to lie and said that I was trying to be fresh and touched him. And he pushed me off. It was like a whole bunch of wild shit. OK, so when my mother got back off of work, I told her, I said, look, this ain't this ain't going to get it. This ain't going to motherfucking work. Um, I don't know what the fuck you going to have to do. I'm like, how long before we get approved for Section 8 again? How long? How long we got to wait? She like it's going to be another week, or uh, week or possibly two or three. I said two or three. I said she can't watch me no more. I'm tired. I'm tired of being in this fucking house. I filed a complaint. I'm tired. I can watch myself. I don't need these niggas. I don't need my crackhead ass grandmother. I don't need these fucking babysitters. I don't need none of these people. I'm tired. So. Eventually. A little bit more time had passed. And I told her what had happened. And it's like. How you want somebody to defend you, but they not in a position to because we need somewhere to lay our fucking head because we're homeless. So it was, it was just a a traumatic thing. But we ended up getting approved for Section 8 and getting a house on 244 Cleveland. But that was um, after we moved out. I didn't want shit else to do with that fucking family. No cap. After we moved out, I was tired. I was fucking over it. This is why I preach a lot. Watch who's around your kids. My mother was young. She was trying to get her shit together. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't intentional that we had became homeless. I really don't know all the ins and outs of what happened or what transpired or why we lost the house. I couldn't tell you. But um That's what happened. He showed me his little dick and we got to fighting. Period. We was throwing hands I don't take no shit. So that's how that went. More of the story is watch who's the fuck around your kids. Um little kids are very fresh, manish, roguish. And, uh, he needed his ass beat behind that, but of course she didn't, um, and you know, that was really the first time I had spoke up and I was like, look, she can't watch me no more. Cause God forbid, if she leave out and I'm here by myself what this nigga might do, and then I'm going to have to poke him the fuck up and then explain to his mother why, why her son is dead. So this, this, you know, a lot. So that was my first time speaking up and I was very proud of myself about that even till even to this day I said look I'm going through enough shit I'm already being fucking molested I, I can't I can't deal with too much more I'm liable to fucking snap and kill every fucking body period so really proud of myself about that even to this day thank you guys for listening hopefully later this evening Cody and I will be able to record. Uh, Please don't forget to follow me on Instagram at 7spencer, S-C-V-I-N-S-P-N-C-E-R.